0: <laughs> es is ausgezeichnet. Yeah. I think the song is a uh, good.
1: go to church just to signify trying to make a date with the neighbor's wife brother let me tell you just as sure as you're born you better leave that woman alone we are hottest 100s and thousands and we have taken control of your radio station this is the podcast in which we talk about the efficient songs that have been (laughs) deemed hot enough to be in the triple j hottest 100 my name is David James Young and I am one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so joining me once again Nathan Harrison hi Adam Buncher well now I can't yeah <laughs> yeah
2: I was yeah. going to go full German no go please it, go go it, do it, it. Go, go I'll save it. it I'll save it
1: Peter Adam Peter and Andrew McDonald Tog <laughs> love it love it <laughs> Now, why are we talking like such <laughs> crazy people? I hear Whoa. you ask.
2: It's Cancel. called German people
1: crazy Yeah, we people. just got cancelled in Berlin. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's over. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are taking you to Germany for the first song in this episode. At number 90, this is Rammstein with their take on Depeche Mode's Stripped.
0: Come with me into the trees we lay on the grass. And let hours pass Take my hand Come back to the land Let's get away
1: Just for one day Let me see you stripped Rammstein, and that was their cover of the Depeche Mode song, Stripped. Coming in at number 90 in the 1999 Hottest 100. We've talked about Depeche Mode once before, oh, yeah. way, it did, it way, was... way back in the day. Yeah. God, I feel you. I feel you, that's it. I feel you. I think I might uh,
2: have been even the first
1: countdown. Very first, yes, 1993, yeah. baby. But mm. this is our first time talking about Rammstein, the industrial metal German band Adam, you were a yeah. good Christian boy. I'm sure mm. hearing this devil's music for the first time would have
0: been a,
2: a very surreal experience. Yeah, we all have memories of like hearing Rammstein for the first time in high school, don't oh, we? Oh, I, I absolutely <laughs> do. Because
0: no, like it's a foreign band, right? right. So like someone's like,
2: oh, like this, this song is not in English. It's <laughs> a complete like double take when you first hear it. You go like, what's going on? Yeah. Like it, it really was one of the bands that were going around at that time, probably along the lines with, like, System of a Down.
1: Mm, The heaviest stuff you're going to hear at that point.
2: You know, I think Korn actually was was similar to this as well. They're, like, heavy music, but they had something else going on that made you just kind of go, like, what? Yeah, because it wasn't like like
0: listening to one of the big four thrash bands or, like, you hear some Metallica, and you're like, I know what heavy music is. You know what
2: it was
1: the first time I heard them? Triple X. Starring oh, Vin, Vin Diesel Yeah Yeah, because really? yeah, they, oh, perf- they, they perform a f- They are in Fra- fry. Th- bang, bang. Are they, are they in the movie? Yeah, man Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah They're performing at some random, like, warehouse party or some
0: shit And the- Vin Diesel rocks up Those things where, like, a band is actually performing in the Oh, the movie. it's so good yeah. and then, like, Smash was- Mouth and Rat Race Yeah Or
1: oh, <laughs> the Beach Boys and Cocktail, obviously
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So a little bit of background information about Rammstein. They're from Berlin. Um, They are, of course, most known for their explosive, quite literally live shows. Yes. Um, Massive amounts of pyrotechnics and all kinds of onstage carry-on. In fact, so much so that in 1999, this same year, they were arrested following the use of a liquid-ejecting dildo. On stage uh, while they're in Massachusetts, that's just that's just a small taste of the, some controversies. Just, just, just a
0: reasonable size deal though, because if that's I don't like because if it is, is I a don't re-
2: think it was reasonable. If sized. It was a
0: regular size one, they would be like, oh no, it's for the stage show. <laughs> yeah, I promise. <laughs> Come I want mean, to tell. Uh, some Spinal
2: Tap inches feet thing going on yeah. there. I'll loop back around into, the, you know, why that is so typical for Rammstein mm. a little bit later on. But it's enough to know that, like, that's one of the things that really made them famous is the way that they performed live. In addition to kind of their aesthetic or whatever, which was this uh, uh, kind of very masculine, very almost militaristic... They're jacked dudes, yeah. They're yeah. So, so the genre that they perform under is what's known as NDH or Neue Deutsche Härte. Which stands for New German Hardness. Now there were a few other bands that kind of went along with that, but essentially it's almost a genre that was named for Ramstein because it only came about following their first album, Herzlade. I'm relishing saying all these German
0: words. Do you know what um, Ndh was? Why it was what it was named after?
2: Oh yeah, because there was another new German new wave. Yeah. Yeah, New Deutsches Vela. Vela, yeah. Um so that that's what a it, it takeoff yeah. was. So some other bands that fit into this <laughs> I love these names. Uh Megahertz, Stahlhammer, Stahlmann, and Fleischmann. The joke that comes from that is like there's also Fleischhammer, Megahammer, <laughs> Hammermann, and Mega Fleisch. <laughs> those... Man. man. <laughs> Huge Hammer-hammer. Hammer-hammer. Uh, <laughs> what you're talking about is basically like some kind of forms of electronic music that really industrial-style guitar and that kind of really hardline kind of image. Now, that kind of landed them into a little bit of trouble as well. It didn't take very long for people to kind of go like, Rammstein, what are you guys about? Like, you're giving off a little bit of a Nazi vibe here. The, The video for this song... Well, that's Didn't right. help. Well, I mean, this song, right, even though it came off this Depeche Mode... Tribute record. Tribute record, which was called For the Masses. For the Masses. Which also featured uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Veruca's Salt. What did Pumpkins cover?
1: Reach out and touch yeah. faith. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be a ripper.
3: Uh, so, on For the Masses, the Smashing Pumpkins did Never Let Me Down Again.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, the Cure
3: did World in My Eyes. Oh, I have to hear that. Uh, Veruca's Salt did Somebody sure uh deftones are on their tribute album as they well they are deftones yeah, are on there to yeah. have and to hold
2: so yeah the clip the thing that made them controversial um was it was incorporating footage from a 1938 film called olympia it's pretty much all footage from olympia it, yeah it, it is um that's now it. that's a co- very controversial film because lenny L- L- riefen R- 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 yeah, R- R- style yeah riefen
0: style yeah. Nazi propaganda movie
2: Right Focus around the Olympics <laughs> How whatever. jacked Aryan dudes are At the Olympics And the film itself Is like Critically acclaimed In terms of its Film techniques Dude
0: she was super Groundbreaking as a director Right And a cinematographer right. That's like her main one Triumph of the Will It's like Birth of a Nation The KKK hero movie From America Which is literally about the KKK being heaps Awesome And it's fucking ridiculous you, you, you should never watch them As entertainment But both Birth of a Nation, and Triumph of the Will, and Lenny Ruffin style general career, if you're interested in cinematography, they're worth fucking being, like, evaluated for their form. But you have to, like... Just a, just a promo fave, Lady right the, the, <laughs> yeah. the OG promo fave. Guilty ladies, pleasure. Guilty pleasure, oh, Lady Rafferty <laughs> style, Insanely no, guilty. guilty.
2: propaganda. And Rammstein defended themselves through using yeah. those kind of arguments. Same, the
0: aesthetics are important.
2: But also I think it links to what the song is about to some extent as well because F- Stripped, in the context of this song, is not talking about being naked. It's not a sexual thing. It's, it's a, it has that kind of level to it, obviously. But it's more about getting to know someone Someone in their truest kind of call, not being affected by society. Get away from all the things that you think you should be. I want to know you yeah. for well, who you really, really are. Like
0: it, like the like the original lyric in the Depeche version is that like yeah, he's stripped, stripped down, down to, to the, the bone, bone right. and till the Rammstein singer I didn't sing it because like English is only his first language and he found yeah. it tricky to say to the bone and, yeah, to yeah. Like, the bone Yeah, no. and like there's, there's something kind of quaint about that as well yeah. um, but, but it, like it th- there's sense. the thing right the song's yeah. about like something, seeing someone at like their most exposed and like if you watch the video for this like Style shoots these people like working out for like the parallel bars and that like just yeah. wearing like very minimal clothing and like it's a fascinatingly shot thing and i get yeah. what they're coming from and like i don't really think that like ramstone are nazi sympathizers well, no they um, and they
2: but it's it sucks for them how much they really had to go out of their way to say that because they were just dogged by accusations throughout their entire career they released a song called Links two three four or Links by die fear and that is basically them saying we're not a, a political band but if we were we're left links meaning left. right, Because the imagery
0: of Nazism is so prevalent as, like, the go-to for villainy in pop culture. That if you see any German person or German art and they're being performatively militaristic, you'd be like, oh, they're Nazis. But but, but, if if you see, like, people looking like Englishmen or, like, Americans or Australians, like, doing similar, like, masculine militaristic stuff like that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to be mean.
3: Yeah, the irony is that Germany a lot of the time is a lot better at having nuanced conversations yeah. about its own history and the problems of that history than America or certainly than
2: Australia is. Mm. You know, the controversies and the, the labels that were being put on Rammstein at the time did come internationally to some extent, but it, it wasn't purely. There was also internal. Mm. Because if it, I think it's a lot easier to dismiss them if it was just... People who have only seen representations of yeah. Germans yeah. through villains in Hollywood yeah. films saying like, oh, obviously these guys are bad. But,
0: but also as well, if like today when we when we have Nazis again, you wouldn't make a fucking video with Lenny Riefenstahl no. no iconography no, no no yeah yeah.
2: But like the song, what do we think? I kind of get down on it. Like I've always found that a lot of pleasure in Ramstein's kind of industrial style guitar. Chug like a chug. The, 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 it's groovy,
0: mm. right? I like I think the music as a cover works, but like. I'm less here for Till's vocal performance of it. Like, oh, yeah. Because, like, because, <laughs> like, like, and, like, it's <laughs> no good. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you think of the original, right? Like, Dave Garn, awesome singer, and, like, he brings, like, a kind of weird queer sensuality to this song where he's like. <laughs> and then compare that to, like, let me <laughs> see you stripped. And I was just like... <laughs> you just do did that really well. <laughs> you know, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a really good impression. Yeah.
1: Um, like, obviously- it's so funny because, like, he'd have the words up, like, doing karaoke. Yeah. And just, like, <laughs> just leave that whole bit yeah. there. Let me see yeah. you stripped. He, it's, he, he's missed
0: like a good chunk of the chorus there. It's a, it's a real like mic to audience moment.
2: <laughs> Dunker,
0: yeah, Dunker. It's too late. Das kann ich nicht. But like, obviously, like the way Ramstein work and the way Till sings is it, is it obviously in a super deep like baritone, gruff, like almost Tom Waitsy affected like guttural mm. performance right mm. and then obviously the, he's not going to change into crooner mode for one depeche mode cover and obviously they must love depeche mode to want to be on a fucking tribute record yeah sure um, yeah they're a big influence yeah like the, the music works to, to the as much as it's going i think to. it works pretty well yeah
3: I, I think it shows that there's more in common between the two sounds than you might immediately assume yeah.
0: but no i agree the boy i'm just like i just don't want to listen to it
2: yeah yeah that's and the thing yeah something
0: about it though all listening to it does is remind me that I'd not be big Rammstein fan.
3: Yeah, it's almost like it's pantomime-y in how <laughs> it just feels really big and over mm-hmm. the top. And I, I guess I, that's just not what I go to for vocals ever. The <laughs>
1: vocals really undo it for me. If I'm going to Rumshin, I'm going to them harder. I love stuff like Riser Reiser and uh, "Kein Lust uh, and uh, Fruit Fry and stuff like that. Like This just feels just very plodding and very... Just meandering and, like... Oh, it just... It doesn't hit me at all. Like, yeah. And that vocal delivery just really feels off.
0: Like, it it doesn't
1: suit the song,
0: really. It it sounds like if you told someone to, like do a joke version of Rammstein covering Depeche Mode. Yeah, <laughs> to the totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That would be a good, like, brief, though, if you were putting together a tribute album. Go over the top. Make it really, like,
2: <laughs> it's so the in- joke
3: version of you doing this tribute album. Because you
0: guys are a joke, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh.
2: You joke about that, but the question of how seriously to take Rammstein has always been yeah, something right. that I haven't really known where to sit with it. Yeah, because it's Because it's so easy to kind of dismiss people who kind of laugh with it. I think, even though I think enjoying it lightheartedly is definitely a way you can enjoy it but it's like i don't know whether the people are just kind of going like lol germans you know but or, all but, or it, but whether
0: rammstein themselves are going lol germans but is that is that better or worse than being like man they're so deep God yeah you're like, right like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because mm. like i've 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 seen them live at the big day out once many years ago they, they don't take like,
2: themselves entirely seriously no they? they joke about yeah. like yeah.
0: you can't have like Flamethrowers on stage while you <laughs> sing and take yourself fucking seriously, ejaculating right? dildos, ejaculating <laughs> dildos on stage. Like obviously they're having a laugh about it all, yeah. but like I'm sure they are like sincerely dedicated to their craft. Oh, like yeah. they must like they sit down and compose songs and like write like chug chug riffs and Till has to put the voice on like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Go on, Till. Do the voice. Do the voice.
0: Um, I've heard a bunch of their records and stuff, and like I, I don't have like no time for them. But like I never think to listen to them. You're right. It's just that Nathan, when you said, like that, that over the topness. If it was like performative heaviness, like as like. How heavy could we be? Let's do this, like... That's a great way to put it. Mm, chug-a-chug, deep... Blah, 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 blah. It's funny, right? Because I wouldn't say that about, like, even heavier music that I like, right? Like, like Meshuggah don't sound yeah. like performed heaviness. Mm-hmm. And Meshuggah are a heavier band. It's theatrical heaviness. Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah performative like, theatrical yeah, heaviness. Yeah.
2: Right? And and it creates a distance to... How I can consume that. Just but, a different way. Yeah. It's a different, different way of listening. Yeah.
0: Applying that style of music... To a Depeche Mode song, like the band responded very positively to this and said it was really cool how different it sounded and that mm. and like that's cool for like them. Like I'm, I'm like you're not going to shit on a band going on your tribute record, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Fucking, not good, not you guys good enough, are guys. You probably like terrible bands. Yeah. Could you imagine Blinks.
2: that would have been hilarious? It's just like eh, not good enough, yeah. guys. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> we talk about them again, don't we? Yeah, yeah. a cu- couple of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, because there's some more stuff about like and um links. Oh, Lynx gets yeah. in. That's really oh, cool. Because yeah. there's some more controversy-related stuff for Ramstein, but I think we might save it for a future installment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is got to yeah. remember that in a few years'
3: time. Yeah, yeah. See you in two seasons. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. Forward
1: sell. Big
2: forward sell. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's all about the forward sell, baby. Number 89, this is Green Day with Night's nice, Guys, Finish laugh. Green coming in at number 89 in the 1999 hottest 100. That's nice guys finished last. So let's throw to the nicest guy in
0: the room, Andrew McDonald. Uh, I didn't know if you were going to say... Um the nicest guy, or the guy who always finishes last. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ladies, straight out one of my absolute favorite Green Day songs. Yeah, always loved it. I, mean, I first heard it on the um, the International Super Hits Best of. Ah, oh, true. Um, yeah, but yeah. It, it, Originally, it was it was the fourth and final single from Nimrod, the record we've spoken about previously. It's where "Good Riddance, Time of Your Life" comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also it got kind of big because it was on the Varsity Blues soundtrack. That helped to give it a bit of a push. Was mm. that the one
1: with James Vanderbeek? It's a football movie? It
0: is a football movie. Yeah. I don't Does know. he play the football? <laughs> James Vanderbeek as, as the, the football. football. V- Van Der Beek. As the rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy Joe and Gray Form band all working together really tight. But what I love about like this, it kind of it starts off you think it's going to be a song about like, oh, poor little nice guys, I have like a sympathy, like a proto neckbeard kind of sympathy mm-hmm. kind of song. But then like the second verse and also like the awesome line, don't pat yourself on the back, you might break your spine. It's just being like, shut the fuck up, man, you're not a nice guy. Shut the fuck up, like you're a yeah. stooge. Mm-hmm. And like I love that. Works, fun. This is what I want my pop punk to be. Gets in and out real quick. Always be one of my favorite Green Day songs. Totally here for it, man. I
1: agree wholeheartedly. Like, I can't help but air drum along to this song. Yeah. Like, Trey Cool always is one of those, like, he's a great air drummer. Yeah, he's good to
0: air drum too. And, um, who is it? Mike Durnt? Mike Durnt, the the bass player. player? The. Oh, yeah, oldest he, yeah. looking man in the world <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the funny thing though he, he has he look, looked the yeah. exact same for 25
2: years that, that's, <laughs> ha, that's how
0: you do it man if you look old when you're young you never look old Yeah, yeah. So, he just pulls that off
2: <laughs> <laughs> or you always look old yeah.
0: <laughs> no nah, mine makes sense yeah. um,
1: <laughs> it catches up to you man it Don't catches worry. up to you that's what <laughs> it happens but yeah there's a really good energy here it's a super simple fun catchy song the harmonies are great. The drumming's great. Yeah, it's just super easy, super accessible. I can definitely see like why this song, out of all the songs of Nimrod, has stuck. Uh, another little bit of trivia about Varsity Blues uh, <laughs> features John Voight and the late great Paul Walker.
0: Oh.
2: Bring up the slideshow.
0: Would that he could be here. Right? This episode. I, I yeah. really. Would yeah. that this podcast were a time podcast?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I didn't, I didn't think he'd be coming up again so soon, but I'm so happy we got to see him again. <laughs> did we mention Paul Walker on mic
0: last week? I really I hope so. We did. <laughs> yeah. I think mean, mean, that was off mic Paul Walker chat. Yeah, if you want to get involved in our Paul Walker chat, just simply <laughs> donate to Patreon for the special Paul Walker apps. our on. Yeah. <laughs> just write into Never Forget Paul
1: Walker at AOL <laughs>
0: Good video this time. Watching it on Rage and Channel V, it's oh, like yeah. that- sta- staged like a football match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah starts yeah, yeah. off even with, with like, a, like, yeah. Yeah. like a which
1: ties into the varsity blues. Yeah, yeah. Has
0: like a commentator at the start talking about like, like it's like Green Day Stadium. The mere mention of it makes the band sound like they're a football match or of like that. People cheering for them and stuff, and like they're like getting ready in the in the lockers and that. And then when it's done, Billy Joe has like a. Talking Heads moment to the camera. It's just like, yeah, man, to give it all 110% kind of thing. And the commentator's just like... Punk rock <laughs> is a rough and at times cruel music. It is not nice. In punk rock, nice guys finish last. Lean into the cheese. It's, yeah, yeah I remember it, loving that as a kid. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. There's some cool shit on this soundtrack
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> the Varsity <laughs> Blues soundtrack yeah, yeah, yeah. or the Mizrod soundtrack?
1: <laughs> Run, like, the other thing that I remember from this soundtrack was the song Run by Collective Soul, which was one of my favourite songs growing up. Another song, unfortunately, we don't get to talk about it, but I had the CD single for that song.
0: Ah. <laughs> well, you're still at two then, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How, do you go, how do you guys fuck with this?
3: This is alright. I don't remember it. I, yeah, I was right. never into Green Day as a kid. Didn't grab me that much. I was surprised when you were like, this is one of my favourite songs. That's so weird mm. to me.
1: Yeah, me too. I, to me, like,. Having Green Day as a part of your childhood is as synonymous as like watching The Simpsons. To me, like everyone growing up had a, at least international inter- super hits. international <laughs> super hits, and you know they watched The Simpsons, they watched Cheese TV in the morning before they had to get the bus. And you miss out on a- the end Dragon Ball yeah, Z. You're
3: you're relying yeah, on yeah, your brother yeah, yeah, to tell you yeah, how yeah. it ended. He forgets. Cheese-
1: rely on the
0: like what happened last episode at the start mm. of each episode which yeah. to be fair a huge is portion of, of dragon Ball Z nothing happens yeah, yeah. yeah. They just it's scream, a lot right. of
1: powering up <laughs> mike do always looks like he's super saiyan <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is fun I'm
3: kind of surprised though like because it didn't it didn't grab me it doesn't yeah, like right. thinking about the other songs we talked about like basket case this feels very like straight down the middle for green day for yeah me. I, it's I, just like
0: very straight up pop punk. I think that's perhaps why I vibe with it as a kid because yeah, like sure. it just it, it felt like it was one step closer to the punk that I would later eventually fall in love with. So I, I think I just like oh man, that's one of the good ones. I hope yeah, there's more nice. movies like that out there. Probably not. Turns out there are a couple of tracks that I like. It. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's fun though. Yeah. It just yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, right. This is, this yeah. is fine. Well, I, I partly that is nostalgia, of course. Like I heard it when I was fucking ten or whatever. Yeah.
3: Mm. But good that you know we've already talked about two soundtrack uh, songs this countdown already. Year of the yeah. Soundtracks, I think. Absolutely Kicking wild. on, yeah. It's
0: coming back, baby. The other, the other one was like, was P.A.L. last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. So, scary. so yeah.
3: the the watch list so far is Blair Witch and Varsity and Blues. Varsity Blues. The big two, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The big two. That's like a good double feature. Late night
2: double feature <laughs> picture show, baby. Uh, at this point, having talked about Green Day as much as we have, I feel like any time Green Day pops up, it's just kind of like... A nice little intermission before I have to actually seriously think about anything.
0: Yeah, you're just like, oh, like yeah, oh, you're... Day. oh yeah. because it's Green
2: Day. Oh, I like Green Day. And, but... you can, and you can, like, just
0: say this, out. you can just be like, yeah, man, good bass riff, the band work, Billy Joe's vocals, always in great
2: form. I <laughs> yeah. just, I, you can just, like, kick back and go, yeah. like, ah, oh, I just enjoy yeah. that Green Day. I know their shit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Nathan, I don't think this is, like, one of the stronger Green Day tracks that we've talked about, but everything that you love about Green Day is still here. Mm. So, and as you, like, you rightly pointed out that, don't pat yourself on the back, you'll break your spine so yeah so good yeah
0: like it's awesome. great it's, it's like it's like a, the proto there's no way i invented it but i can't remember where i took it from and i say it all the time that don't break your arm when you jerking yourself off when someone's like super into like centrist libs online, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah it's the same kind of thing there right like the idea of being like the show-offy version of being happy right like you, you want everybody to be like you like it's a craving praise or to everyone know that you've done a good job or been a nice guy
2: being happy is not the way to get praise. No, man. It's not be way to a, piss people off. Yeah, just
0: be a sad guy. Yeah, yeah. Get,
2: get sympathy instead of congratulations. Yeah, pressing out plus 15. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just pressing out.
1: <laughs> Number 88. This is Moby. From the album play, It's Run On. Let me tell the news. My head
2: got wet in midnight dew. Great God, I've been down on my bending knees, talking to a man from Galilee. My God spoke, and he sounded so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels' feet. He put one hand upon my head. Great God, to let me. Tell
1: Coming in at number 88 in the 1999 Hottest 100, that's the track Run On, uh, which samples of course God's Gonna Cut You Down, which is a traditional blues standard, uh, which also kind of became more popular in the 2000s, thanks to a Johnny Cash version that was doing the rounds. But this, uh, we're going all the way back, uh, as Moby was wont to do. A lot of great digging on this record, this album Play, which... uh, Ended up being one of the biggest albums of the 90s, even though it came out in 1999. It's a real game six. Just get in there. Just <laughs> right, right as, the, as the siren's about to go. But he fucking did it. Nathan. mm I'm going to go out on a limb and assume you had this album growing up. I did not. Really? I did not. Did anyone um, in this room have a copy of Play? No. No. Really? I, um, okay, I feel fucking weird
2: now. I
3: think I was, at least in high school, pretty against Moby. I was with you there, Nathan. So,
2: this is the thing, right? Everyone fucking hated Moby. Yeah. And I was listening to this kind of try to remember why. Yeah. Why do people hate Moby? Because... Well, because- M&M because M&M <laughs> yep. and
0: also because Techno's is easy to make fun of cuz it's not real music this isn't techno this is techno. It's
2: this is tech- techno. In is-
0: 1999, and this, this comes out. This counts as
1: techno. Like
2: you, oh, you, you're talking about this. in Maybe the Moby was way a you're techno artist in the early 90s. Music. Everything, oh,
1: everything is wrong as a techno record. Oh, this not so much.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is not. Te- if people were saying that this song is techno. It's like I'm sure that like every electronic music fan with any degree of like genre nuance is just like having conniptions right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The song Moby M- is dub step. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the song Machete on on the album play that
0: is a real throwback to his like right Mm, raven techno anyway like techno techno artist easy to make fun of and also weird looking guy soft-hearted vegan guy easy yeah it's easy to bully that buddhist who
2: writes essays that gets added into he was a christian he identified as a... a but a he also... He... Up. Yeah, he was... He's one of those, like, oh, genuine, he was new agey. i beginning yeah. to see the... Yeah.
0: I'm not trying to bully him. Well, I-, I got a soft spot for some Moby tracks. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, I so, still follow him on Twitter. He's a nice dude.
3: <laughs> so, to go back from the beginning, Moby uh, played in a couple of hardcore bands when he was younger, uh, in the 80s. Uh, Vatican Commandos and AWOL. Then he started uh, doing electronic music and just being a dj he uh was kind of like a house dj doing a bunch of stuff had a fairly successful single in the early 90s with go which was a b-side of one of his other singles Mm. yeah and was kind of doing okay pretty like well acclaimed a lot of like critical success and a bit of commercial success but whatever kind of got to a point in the mid 90s where he was i guess running out of steam it's like this isn't and working very hard and not getting anywhere. Even though I would say he he was doing fine, but whatever. He's an ambitious man. All our, depends on how you makes Our you Richard success. Melville Hall, and what so his name? yeah,
0: yeah, right. I can see why you change yeah. the movie. Yeah, well, I see why you bully him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dick Melvin,
2: <laughs> Dick Hall, Dick Hall, yeah, Dick the Halls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, like, he kind of gets to this point in like the mid '90s where he's. Fairly disillusioned by the lack of well, what he sees as a lack of feedback from from critics and from audiences or whatever. So, he was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm going to release a punk rock album, Animal Rights. I'm going to go back to my hardcore punk roots and just kind of do this. Put out the album. It bombed hard. Like, real hard. Is it an actual hardcore punk record? I actually haven't listened to I'm it. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, That's maybe, funny, yeah. man. <laughs> critics were like, this is no good. His fans of his electronic music were like, why have you done this? And- Pe- can't believe you've done this. Can't believe you've done this. <laughs> and everyone else is just like, well, oh, I don't care about this. So I just did terribly. After that, he was like, all right, well, this is it, I guess. I'm going to have one more shot. I'm going to do like this is going to be my Swan Song album. And then I'm out, puts out play. Gets uh, a friend, lent him a bunch of field recordings from Lomax of all this old uh, black blues
0: and gospel songs. That's what I was going to say, David. There's actually yeah. way less crate digging than you might yeah. think. The more vast friend ma- lending the than more, crate The digging. vast majority of the samples on this record were all from one friend learning him a box set of like early blues and Americana music. Wow. Yeah, 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 Yeah. And
3: Moby was like, oh, well, this stuff is cool. I'm going to play around with that. I'm going to put it to some beats, a bit of piano. Yeah. Hold on to that face, Adam, because yeah. Hold- okay. we're getting there, but there's okay. more of that face to come still. <laughs> so does that, puts together this album play, puts it out. No one... Touches it. Really? After animal rights, after what Moby has done in the last couple of years, critics are like, we're not going to touch it. We're not interested. No one buys it. It just sinks without a trace. Mm. But this is Moby's like swan song. This is like, this is the last thing he does. So he and his manager are kind of like, well, look, what can we do with this? Let's license all the music. Let's just license everything to commercials, TV, films. Every track on this album was licensed and used in TV film commercials. You're
2: kidding. Every track. Every track on play.
3: Yeah. Then, after a little while of all these songs being out there and being used in things, people are starting to be like, oh, these songs are all right. You know, Run On is pretty cool. Body Rock is pretty cool. Porcelain is pretty cool. Then, slowly, play starts selling copies and selling more copies oh and selling God. more copies. And then all of a sudden He's like, psych, I'm keeping
0: being a music. Yeah,
3: I'm staying in the game because play is one of the like highest selling albums of the nineties. Uh, but weirdly, over a really like sustained time. Like it yeah. wasn't an explosive release or anything. This was like yeah. because of like aggressively licensing out all this music. Wow. It kind of just perforated through and and people found it. In different ways, and then and then bought it. I can see how people would
2: count that as a strike against Moby to some extent as well. A little bit, yeah. right? Well, I don't know if that would have been a known reason. Yeah, anymore. yeah, no, yeah. I don't but think definitely it- would be more like you can't tell me not to eat meat. Yeah, yeah. And, and also <laughs> like,
0: front. why don't you just play your own music rather than just stealing uh, things? Absolutely. Well, but
3: kind of though. I think there's a really strong argument to him centering black voices on this
2: album. ...without crediting them in any way. And also without knowing their significance. Yeah. Because- I, this,
3: this song particularly Run On, he was like, oh, I didn't even know that it was like a
0: a significant gospel song or yeah, whatever. I, I, that feels off to me. I, I think that's modern day is and modern day evaluation of it. Like, I think that, it, yeah, sure, that there is a problematic read of that. And in the history of white musicians appropriating black voices... He's one peg in a long, long motherfucking line of pegs, and I get that <laughs> interpretation and that that read. Yeah. Giant hill hoist. I, I I never thought of that. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's worth. God damn, he hasn't. Giving N-word him a sl- no, no. Giving a slightly
3: shorter leash for him for that stuff because he was so outspokenly woke, right? And made that such a big part of his. I want to say before I don't think that I knew what a it's, vegan it's, was
1: before I read the line and right? notes of Moby's album. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah wow. This is like 1999, 2000, dude. Like yeah. buying that album and yeah. reading that for the first yeah.
2: time. Like, Hang on. Huh. A minute. Does he go on like a, a bit of a, a vegan thing? In um, the line he's age? got
0: a
1: couple he's of essays he, in the line
0: He's, he's big through his liner notes being um, political statements. Oh, yeah. really? There's
3: a great Tism track where they make fun of him for it. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so, so there is that. So part of me is like,
1: do we let him off as
3: much as. Anyway. Interesting. That's Moby, whatever. For, okay, right. You know, yeah. up to this song, I guess. Yeah, For yeah, me, yeah. I didn't come to it at the time, and because of the exposure, and, and I think the people around me that liked it, I was just like, oh, I like punk rock. I hate Moby. Also, right. Eminem made yeah. fun of Moby, yeah. and, you know, whatever. Not yeah.
1: realizing Moby was yeah. more punk rock <laughs> than a lot of the bands well, we were Well, Exactly, liking.
3: exactly. But. This song is so good. Oh, I'm really dead. glad this you fucking such got a, to. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long way yeah, no, around. It, yeah, yeah. But, but it, it fucking rules. It's So yeah, it's good. So good. Yeah. He yeah. like he really is very good at knowing just how much to do. Yes, fully. Mm. That. There's like there's, there's not a lot going on, and that's kind of a lot of across a lot of play. Like there's the beats and piano are pretty stripped back. He knows just how much to do, and
2: it but- just takes every cue from the sample that he uses.
0: But God damn it, man, the amount of seriously repositioning and beat matching he does with the vocal track to the beat is ridiculous yeah. man like oh, right. go back and listen to the original he's done oh, the original is like, beautiful
2: it's, it is beautiful it's a just, beautiful song when you just hear the voices alone because it's just yeah. a vocal track the different dynamics and sounds and just the range of different uh, frequencies that are covered it's just f- vocally oh, the, the particular kind of Texture that's created through what it sounds like by the recording technology. Yeah, yeah. It's the best mm-hmm. man. But also,
0: like, it's amazing how far like what you would call Christian music fell, man. Because old school gospel <laughs> is just the fucking best, man. Yeah, like, fully. it's like I, I I get why if you would walk into a church and be hearing like. Go on down or like Oh Happy Day by yeah, a bunch of the old of, landmark, all that the, sort of shit. Hearing yeah. a bunch of choral singers singing that together and getting on their feet and stomping. Oh, this, Jesus seems alright. Yeah, but like <laughs> but if but if you're sad and you're lonely, that's why you like and you yeah. go to church, I fucking get it, man. Yeah. Hey, maybe like, fifty years
3: from now people will think that about like Reliant K. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they'll be like man, Christian music's fallen so far.
3: Back in the day you could go to a Reliant like, K, K concert. Gig. Yeah.
1: Switch for it, used to dare me to move,
3: man. Dare yeah, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Beautiful original song, and just like it's so ridiculous how amazingly he's matched all these, like, like repositioning the vocal oh, tracks and even like that. Crazier,
1: it's... he did it all just using samplers. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, there's no
0: computer involved. Yeah, uh, like, whatever.
1: <laughs> that's a painstaking fucking effort. Like, even with the assistance of computers on, um, uh, fucking You've Come a Long Way, Baby, like, it's still primitive technology at yeah. the time. Like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, seeing guys like. Doing stuff that we could pretty easily do on our fucking laptops now, like slaving away to make this shit back in the day, it really gives you a sense of appreciation for like the effort that they've gone into to make it happen. That's one of the things that's always stuck with me about this record, it's just like there's so many moving parts and like Moby obviously had like a big vision for all of these songs and like the sample work is unreal the instrumentation that he adds in like the like the bit of slide guitar that he adds in is so good you know and the the vinyl scratches and stuff like that he's just got everything on fucking lock i think this record is incredible it's coming up to the 20th anniversary and and i've been spending a bit of time going back and revisiting it and holds the fuck up i will tell you that much of like of a lot of the giant like dance records that come out around this time like this is one that I've spent a lot of time coming back to over the years and I'm always happy to hear any of these songs like the big songs obviously when they come on and yeah this might be my favorite of all of them like uh Yeah, this was a rage discovery as well. Like, I remember the video pretty distinctly. Like, uh, very artsy, very weird, very funny video. Uh, The video for Honey as well is absolutely incredible. The editing job on that is insane. I always Uh,
0: remember the video for Body Rock where the guy dancing with the fire. Yeah, oh, that's a
1: sick video. Oh, and the the animated video for Why Does My Heart Feel So Bad? That (laughs) is the first
2: song. Why Does My Heart Feel So Bad by Moby is the first time as a kid I remember being bummed out by music. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god! Look at you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. I remember. I remember as a kid as well being like, "Why do you want to hear this?" I'm getting yeah, I know. Oh my god! It fucking got me. It got
1: me in the feels, dude. That and Viva Forever by the Spice Girls. Those songs got me in the fields yeah. as a kid, yeah. man.
2: I just got dragged so well, then. I'm sorry. <laughs> was <a> <laughs> it was a good
0: drag, man. Got a, yeah. That was perfect yeah. character That's a big RIP. Just, like getting, like, getting really upset and emotionally hurt and be like, look, gotta pay the drag. It's pretty good. Gotta pay the drag.
2: Big mood, fam. <laughs> no, hang on. Now I'm just being further dragged.
0: <laughs> well, I just want to briefly, like, obviously, like, this... Rules turning a gospel hit into a club banger, fucking whatever. Yeah. Um. When you said that, the um, the guy who loaned Moby the um, disc, I just want to briefly touch on um, pick up a rival podcast from those people like Gimlet Media, <laughs> one of my favourite narrative podcasts. Heavyweight, very beautiful stories. Um, okay. told like that. The, the guy finds someone and traces their life back to where where it all changed. They just like some of them are very human. Some of them are kind of funny. It's one of the podcasts that I've heard that's a, a couple of episodes that have made me cry. It's a very beautiful podcast. But one episode, I think the second one, it's more of a funny one, but it's an interesting thing. The guy who loaned Moby the CDs is a man named Gregor. And he was like, it's kind of weird that I loaned Moby this box set of field recordings and didn't get them back. And now he's a huge fucking millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> and then they track down Moby, dude. have a conversation about it all. And it's a very charming, very funny podcast. And oh, the, guy, wow. the Dude, guy, can you link that to me? I yeah. want to check that out. For yeah, it's, sure. a, it's a very fascinating listen. It's very, very good. Yeah, yeah it's good, great. It's a great podcast. Good for yeah. listening. Yeah, Heavyweight, the episode of Gregor.
2: So, I just have a question going back to, and that I've been kind of mulling over myself in my head, that gets to kind of the nature of, you know, like sampling and, and all that kind of thing. Because the fact that Moby didn't know how big the sample was—I mean, for me, when I listen to any sampled music, the automatic assumption I have is that the artist has a knowledge and reverence of whatever it is that they're mm. using—and I guess it's thrown that assumption of mine as a default way up into the air.
0: I because seriously, you know, man, Moby I, didn't. I hundred percent think you should crush that assumption. Yeah, thinking about I how think many. Thinking about how many like modern day. Huge and also not even professional or successful at all. Hip hop artists sample shit and upload it to SoundCloud, yeah. and they just find one person's made a trap beat, and then they just say, "Hey, can I use this for my raps?" Yeah, cool. Yeah. And they have no idea where the sample comes from. There's no idea that you really should not have that.
2: Yeah, I know. Mm. Uh, and also, I but I wonder, right? The question I have about it is: that, Does it make it then easier to sample? Does that l- like free up the craft a little bit? Like, if Moby knew the reverence that of of that sample, the weight of that sample, how important that song was, would that have caused him to think twice and then maybe not use it in the way that he did? And so then does that then mean that in the nature of that kind of sampling music, there has to be that kind of distance? These are just kind of mm. questions that I've been Very thinking about. Very interesting, yeah. yeah I, you know I- what I mean?
0: Initially, I was going to say, yeah, perhaps he wouldn't have made the song, but then I also thought, you know, what, there have been numerous times when I've heard a song and be like, that's a really beautiful song, and then I have also thought, like, man, that'd make a good beat, that one beat yeah. like, a good beat. Yeah. Not that I'm a fucking electronic musician, but, like, I think Not that... Yet electronic musician (laughs) slash novelist the first first
2: person ever to to sample their own novel to make
0: make a vaporwave record called the Greater Gatsby OST (laughs) Um, maybe he wouldn't have done that but also I think that if you are a sample driven musician you listen to music in a very different way as I remember reading an interview Mm -hmm. with um, Greg, Girl Talk Gillis, is Gillis, it Gillis? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Greg, Greg Gillis, Gillis, who's who's Girl Talk. Please release a new if Please listen listen new Greg, record. Greg, please, come, come on, man. where that it was album? Nine, was so <laughs> it's been come nine on, man years Great, for God's yeah. sake.
2: We just an EP, anything, man. Come um, on, just one track.
0: Yeah, but I remember hearing an really interview with him where he says that listening to listening to modern day pop music for him, his work has kind of sat some fun out of it because it feels like research.
1: Yeah oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah
0: Which it would right So I think that if you're A sample driven musician You're listening to music Very differently Like when you're looking For music To make Your own music from I think the weight of it Would always be kind of like Like a like a separate brain problem You'd be yeah. like Oh you know what okay. yeah. yeah I know this is very important But I'm Doing work here
2: I think it's just An interesting question Yeah in fully like, right No what, it's super What it's. changes What mm-hmm. changes when you know Versus when you don't know In terms of how mm. you would Make that song And yeah, yeah It's just something I've been thinking about
1: number 87 it's placebo with you don't care about us Placebo coming in at number 87 in the 1999 Hondas 100. You don't care about us. Adam, yeah. Do you care about placebo? I care a lot about placebo. Why do you yeah. care a lot about placebo?
2: Because I've always cared a lot about placebo ever since I was got into them for the first time in high school um, with their greatest hits, which is just like an immaculate greatest hits record. Once more, once more with more feeling, feeling, yeah.
1: 96-04, yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I listened to that a lot and got to know these songs this being one of them I really like this as a placebo track as well Hmm. because I think it represents a different gear for the band to be in it's a subtle shift because a lot of their characteristic bratty nihilistic these are always the words that I use when I talk about placebo and kind of like you know vaguely depressed kind of malaise not caring too much like offhandedness it's all still present there but underlying it is a kind of earnestness and authenticity that kind of you know, cuts a little bit closer to reality than a lot of their other songs. You know, compare this to "Every Me, Every You." That's a lot more affected. This is Which a lot we'll more talk about later on. Yeah, this is a lot more like kind of raw and vulnerable. Um, and that's the kind of gear that I think is is different to how they normally act because they wear their fashion and they perform um, a lot more normally than in this track.
0: I feel that the music matches that as well because obviously, like they are a band that are hugely influenced by the. 70s and 80s kind of like post-punk and like kind of like gothic and new wave mm-hmm. movements and in this like the super super sick bass work in this track oh it's wonderful it's right? awesome mm-hmm. um feels like that kind of like yeah man it's like putting putting the bass high in the mix and using that to drive the chug of the song forward and like there's not it's lacking kind of the poppy hook of other placebo tracks like commit like there's yeah. no like friend in need friend indeed kind of thing going on it's just the um, playfulness is not there yeah it just it's feels not like playful. if you can see them in a studio be like ah oh, let's rock one out let's just fucking get this going be like you know what let's not rely on the the poppiness of this let's just have a, mm. a I have kind of like a post-punk jam here going on and I really love that
2: which is interesting because when they perform this live they often introduce it by saying this is our teeny bop song but yeah. I, I honestly think that's Brian Molko the singer and pr- yeah. principal songwriter kind of like shying away from the vulnerability of the track a little bit because this is a personal song for him in the sense that You Don't Care About Us is him re-quoting something that was said to him in a relationship. It's not a society thing. Oh. It's, I it's thought, a, it's I a thought part, it was like yeah. a generational divide. Yeah, yeah. Like old people being. No. It's a partner saying you don't care about, about us.
0: us. Ooh.
2: Ooh. Got a bit of frizz in there. That was... Mm. Mm. <laughs> here's <laughs> the
1: thing. The song is universal enough that you can adapt it to your own perspective. You can make that about anything or anyone or any situation... Like, I think that's the one of the great signs of a song where it can be adaptable and mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people.
2: Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, all the stuff where he's talking about, like, you're on the back page, you're in the wrong lane. It's like, you're you're not in this, man. You're kind of sabotaging us because you're not putting in the effort. You are letting this thing down. And to regurgitate that criticism in the form of a song, I think is kind of... It is incredibly vulnerable. And I think, like, that matches perfectly what's kind of going on in terms of the energy of it. This song's a sigh. There's rage in it, Mm. but it's like you're too tired to rage properly.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like. It's a terrific track. I'm really here for placebo kind of shifting gears, like you said, Adam, to be a bit more sincere in the lyrics and also, like, more straightforward, rocky in the sound. I think they do a really great thing. And, um... It's a rage find for me. Yeah, that's um, true. But, oh, right. Yeah, yeah okay. the video. Um, they're like I remember that they chuck Brian a, like a Shark Tank, and like school kids are watching him get eaten by sharks. And it was one of the time I remember, at a, as a kid, when they're like, because I knew who placebo were as an entity, and then seeing when they, like they like get Brian, he's like sitting in a sitting in a cell, and he's like looking all kind of mopey as he does or anything like that. I say that I'm just like, I didn't know I found guys hot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: was, I think I think like, Brian, well, I think something i gonna deal with. Yeah, I, think Bri- I think Brian was the first. I'm yeah, sure he was yeah. a lot of people's fucking yeah. Yeah. Of, of changing sexuality So cool.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm so sure cool. He'd be so fucking into that, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, big time. Yeah. He'd play it down, but yeah, you know. yeah he, but he'd be into it. <laughs> be yeah. Anyway, yeah.
1: The thing I love about this track is, I, I guess, the dynamics that come in the shifting guitar tone. So, mm. like, it, through the verses, you got, like, that very clean, like, you can hear all the notes. It's got the real melodic side to it. But when it gets into that chorus and it's got, like, the phaser and that kind of fuzz on it, like, it really kicks it up a notch. Spicy. icy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's a really good contrast between the two. Like, I think that's indebted to their love of the Pixies. Like, I think they've definitely picked up a, a, a thing or two mm-hmm. from from that in terms of, like, the quiet loud, quiet dynamic. And, like, uh, yeah, the shifting in guitar tones and stuff like that. There's just so much to love about this track, you know? Mm. It's instantly accessible, super likable, just hell of a fun tune. I
3: love that like you mentioned the bass line before. It really makes me think of Early Cure. It's super that, yeah. Simon yeah, Gallop, like yeah that wow, I of, hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, but again, like you said, with the, the kind of dynamics at play there, and it's nice, I feel like a lot of bands we talk about, we're like, oh, they're doing the loud, quiet thing from the Pixies or whatever, but it always feels like they're doing that, whereas this... It's a much more cohesive
0: song. It just, yeah, the way it kind of just keeps rolling through. It's great. It's a wonderful song. When I saw them, I only seen them live the one time, but when they played it, I was like, yes, this song, great. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you've seen them live. Yeah, yeah. I'm I've cool. seen them at the, twice. Yeah. At the were you at the Enmore Theatre gig that I was, I at? was not unfortunately. Uh, that was good. Um, like it was obviously past their heyday and kind of thing like that. Yeah. But they still they still put on a hell of a good show. and They still sound amazing. It's just yeah. the most recent records, which are now. Not that
2: recent at all. Yeah, they aren't so wonderful. Uh, they're, they're very bad. Yeah, <laughs> oh. even the singles that were released. Yeah. Oh, oh, too, too many friends is one of the worst songs they've ever oh, done. Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's oh, so it's bad. bad.
0: Yeah. Oh, danger. That, oh no, that was a go get a beer song. It's generous when bands have those songs.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, yes. that's not like, maybe I'm not that into placebo anymore. <laughs> song for me, I was like, I'm way out <laughs> here. That's
3: rough. When because like Gosh, you know you yeah. like bands and then you're like oh their more recent stuff's not that great but when there's a real. A real stinker. A big time stinker, man. That was- I know. uh,
0: You guys wrote this and those songs I like? I remember um, when Weezer released- Anything. Yeah, anything. (laughs) The Tiny Mixtapes review, the guy was saying like he was an avid Weezer fan. And then he was saying like- the way that Rivers writes in this is making me reevaluate Pinkerton as not being as good as I fucking oh, thought it was. Because I realize he's tricks in songwriting now and I don't like them. Oh, and I was like, oh, he so showed boring. the strings. Yeah, oh. Can you
2: imagine writing an
0: album that your fans dislike so much it makes them hate your masterpiece?
2: Oh, God. Uh, open question Have you ever had a time where, based on maybe like, you know, the Skerricks? of ahead of release reviews mm. you've looked at an album that was coming out by a band that you liked and gone like no nah, just not gonna
0: no because i I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be antagonistic to music criticism but like, i'm okay. happy to be like no this album's good shut the fuck up pitchfork uh, so let talk about the new health record here guys 3.8 yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 Whoa! <What> shit <laughs> whoa yeah <God.
3: laughs> I haven't listened to the last two
0: or three Bad Religion albums. The new Bad Religion singles are so yeah. bad, Woo. man. That, that Bad Religion song, this is listen Listener, here's your homework. If you want to hear a punk band that used to be so, so perfect, release one of the most cringeworthy songs that you'll ever hear, go listen to Bad Religions, The Kids Are Alt-Right. right
2: Oh!
3: Oh, oh really? no! Oh, really? oh no! <laughs> really? That's yeah. what
0: it's called? It's so bad. Cool. Give it a su- massive fucking yeet. It's <laughs> somehow worse than you think, man. It sucks.
2: Uh, I, with no investment in this band at all, yeah, this yeah. is a very low stakes venture yeah, 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 for it's me. Realistic. So, but yeah, but there is sometimes where it's like a band is putting out an album. I really like that band. It's like. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't know. Yeah. Why would you... Uh, you know what? I don't I'm, know. I'm going to give it the big
0: plus 15. That's that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Plus
0: 15 years. Just skip
1: the, just skip the next few.
0: Ah, the, the new MEV record might finally be out. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> we are topping and tailing with some uh, very interesting 80s covers here, people. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. At number 86, this is Orgy. With their take on new orders, Lou Monday. Lao
0: Monta. How does it feel <laughs> treat me like you do? Do <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was Orgy, uh, coming in at number 86 in the 1999 Hottest 100. That is their cover of Blue Monday by New Order. It comes from their album Candy Ass. That is the real name of the album. It's an actual album that actually exists. The band is actually called Orgy. Yeah, they're a real band. Is, is it? Is they it, still exist. Candy yeah. Ass, that was one of the
0: Rock's choice lines. Rudy Poo,
1: Candy Ass. Yeah. yeah. Jabroni. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jabronis, honestly, <laughs> not, not ironically, calling <laughs> gonna... somebody a jabroni today <laughs> it's is like, so it, good, it, man. It's, it's so sick. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you're not going to find a better bunch of jabronis
0: than Orgy, <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> is it jabroni? Is it good to be a jabroni? No, man. No, oh. It's like being a candy ass. Oh, I know. No, yeah. no. <laughs> a Rudy Poo candy ass. Oh no! Yeah,
1: most people saw orgy and then took their boots, turned that some bitch sideways, and stuck them straight up their candy asses. <sighs> if you smell what the rock is cooking, I do. You really do? Oh, I did at one point. <laughs> I still do. Is he still cooking? Oh man, he's, he's just always- cooking up
3: some great film rolls <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, baby!
3: Jumanji <laughs> <laughs> He was really good at
0: that <laughs> say, The Jumanji Defender Nathan has logged on Hey it was fun okay, Come I on it. it was fine I would say no. It, it I, shouldn't I, have
2: happened But it could have happened worse Well they're know?
0: making a sequel So get yeah, ready know. Yeah, you, you know, know what
2: I was saying about You know when you love something And something else comes out You're like I'll just plus 15 yeah. yeah Yeah
3: Cause, cause I don't want to see The script writing tricks That will make me appreciate The first
0: Jumanji less I don't <laughs> I will probably end up saying that because the, the, the Rock is Charming, Jack Black is Charming, I have a crush on Karen Gillan, and there's Kevin Hart. Yep. <laughs> there he is. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> Making impossibly huge amounts of money. <laughs> Off he goes. Yeah. This song went top five in the alternative
1: rock charts and in the dance charts in the United States. Just to show you- They like, do um, love this song. I mean, you can- everyone loves this song, but- n- Mm, this, is, this isn't this is like a... Oh, it's a fun, updated version, like Smooth Criminal. Uh, oh, it's naff, but, you know, we loved it as kids. Like we we fucking
0: is, loved it, it as true. kids. Or like when New Order updated it in 88, and then again in 95. They
2: updated the track twice. Does it change dramatically?
0: No, but you can tell. Like, even right. to non-original experts, you can tell that sound different. And that's because New Order are like a dance thing, and they wanted to make the song be relevant for a new Gee, that's kind of cool. Thing. You can still get the original as easily as ever and they're just like, yeah, it's just the new club scene. Huh. Electronic music has changed so we'll change with it. That's very astute. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a bit of a fucking nothing version, isn't it? Like, it's- it tries so hard to be like, oh, look how wild and crazy we are and it's just like, this is the most milquetoast, boring, <laughs> just generic fucking thing you could have done. I am a noted lover of absolute new metal trash but even i heard this i'm just like really we're doing this really if you ask me the most exciting and fun thing about orgy is what happened a couple of years ago is anyone across this of course Mm. not (laughs) no this was so funny it made the news okay right the news? That's why they call it the news. <laughs> yeah, why is no one
3: doing that? If you're a news, re- that should be a sign-off. Did you, know, did you see what I tweeted about the other day? Yeah. Did you
0: tweet exactly that? Yeah, what? I said I, I said um, oh. that the theme songs for the news should be um, Doctor, Doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of wanting news. And then the end of the <laughs> news should be <laughs> and I guess hell? that's why they call it the news.
2: That's why I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> writing,
0: have writing, you, writing have, have you
1: not been banned from Twitter <laughs> yet? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, let me take you all back to the summer of 2013. A couple of years...
2: Wait, Okay, I'm there. He's
1: there, he's (laughs) there. Now, Jay Gordon, the original uh, lead vocalist of Orgy, has reunited the band in 2010. So, almost all of the uh, quote-unquote classic lineup gets back together. That lasts for about six months before he just hires a bunch of randoms to come in and uh, take their place. Because they were having none of it? Basically, uh, Orgy launched a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. Their plan was to make a new EP and make a studio and do all this crazy shit.
2: Make Uh, a studio?
1: Yeah, like there was some- Not a
0: studio album, a studio.
1: Yeah, to, to make more music in. Multi-platinum selling band Orgy is back and ready to dominate once again. Will you support Orgy in their rise back to the top? Goes into the backstory of uh, of their uh, successes and how they were discovered by Jonathan Davis. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I apologize on behalf of the Corn oh. Enterprise. The music industry today is very different from what the music industry was. What used to be a thriving industry of large labels has now dwindled down to just a few and made it extremely difficult to be successful. No fault of your own. Yeah, just blame everyone else, Orgy. As much of a disappointment this is, it has also opened a door for us to start a brand new label. And with your help, we can achieve groundbreaking results with not just Orgy, but giving other bands an opportunity and chance in the industry with us. Sorry,
3: sorry. They said it's harder than ever to make money, so we're going to start a new recording studio? Give us money for it, please. (laughs) okay it's like this you know basically saying this is a bad time for the industry we're gonna invest we're all in <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> with so money. On this the money was going, yeah. the money was going to their new label uh, it was going to creating the studio getting in a producer so here are some things you could get $300 your name in art not only will you see the diamond orgy pack but you will also have your name included in a piece of artwork that will go in the physical copies of the new EP Uh, For $500, you can choose the member of your choice to give you a live hour-long music lesson via Skype. For $1,000, go on a date with a band member of Orgy. For $2,000... are you you
0: anti-sex work now, David? (laughs) Yes, very much so.
1: Uh, For $2,000, Jay Gordon will DJ your event. For $5,000, get a private show from Orgy. For $20,000... The next Orgy record will be dedicated to you. You will get a producer credit for the record, and the day after the band plays your private event, you will have them all to yourself for the entire next day to do anything you want.
2: Okay, so why
1: did these guys make the news? They were asking for $100,000. How much money do you guys think that Orgy made on their crowdfunding campaign?
0: I'm gonna say 1,200. Higher.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, (gasps) 10, 10 grand. Lower. Ooh, 9,000. Closest. (laughs)
1: $8,739. Meaning they missed their target by over $91,000. It is regarded as one of the biggest failures in crowdfunding history. And that is the single. Funniest and most interesting thing about the band Orgy. This cover's not great.
3: I got one minute in and I was like, oh, I guess they're covering the whole song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's uh,
2: like... Oh, they're really doing this. The the
0: worst thing about it is the vocals, right? They suck so bad. do you
2: feel... Like
0: what you should do... I kind of like it. What would be better (laughs) is put those vocals through a goddamn vocoder or a synthesized program because... Blue Monday is meant to sound synthetic. What sucks about this is that it sounds like a bunch of dude bros jamming out to this song that they have no right to like. They don't get, <laughs> they don't get, they don't get to enjoy New Order. I think this the first sentence on their Wikipedia article mentions that they're best known for this cover.
2: Yeah, um, it was seriously big.
0: Yeah, like yeah. I hadn't heard it. It sucks. Um, it's, a, it's a crappier version of a song I like. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. The um, like if I wanted to hear. Updated versions of it. I'll listen to the 88 or 95 updates. Yeah. Or even the. <laughs> he- Do you have a preference? The 88 is better than 95. But The original is go. better than all three. Oh, true. Um, right. the, the, the health cover of it is quite great as well. Mm. 3.8. 3.8. <laughs> yeah. 3.8, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was on the Atomic Blonde soundtrack, which is a very good movie.
2: I don't think I hate this as much as you guys. I don't, I don't load yeah. that. It's, it's just a crappy version of a song I like is the thing. Yeah, the vocals are shit. I think Blue Monday is such a good song that even if you did it there in this is that, way, right? yeah, it still kind of gets across yeah, like, the line.
0: If you get that like... <inaudible> 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 Like, do, 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 do. like if you do that, I'm obviously going to be on board somewhat. Yeah, that- yeah.
1: But just turning it into like a shitty, like down tuned riff. Yeah, it's just
2: I, like yeah. I think it works enough. I think, and I think again, I think that the source material that they're drawing upon, any way that you do it, is gonna yeah. cu- it's gonna if you if you honor okay.
0: the beat and rhythm of the original, it's never going to sound terrible. But does which sound-
1: I don't. Uh, they don't. They do not do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they had $91,000, they were able to be <laughs> recording
0: oh, a better oh, version. Oh, oh.
1: Could you imagine if they did an
0: updated an version? Update. Oh, an man. updated version of their cover? Yeah. Blue, Blue Monday, orgy cover, 2019.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dream. The dream. They also toured with Sugar Ray, though, so... Did <laughs> they? That makes
1: so much sense, man. Mark McGrath's had a couple of orgies in his time. Huh? 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 Am I right, ladies? I hope not. <laughs> no, I don't
0: want him to be happy. For, for sex's sake. <laughs> you don't want him to be happy? Not very much. Yeah, <laughs> that brings us to the end of yet another episode
1: of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Hey, thanks so much for listening and thanks to FVR Radio for having us. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Give us that bloody five star. Why don't you? Come on. I thought you liked us.
2: Thanks to Sweet Potato for doing the awesome theme music as well. You always. are
1: the best, mate. We bloody love you. Before we get out of here, we're going to pick our favourites and our least favourites and continue that ever-continuing story of carry-over champs and chumps. Adam, the floor is yours.
2: My favourite is Run On. I'm going to make it my new carryover champ as well. Yeah, sick. I think it's really good. Um, I enjoy listening to it. I like the sounds it makes. Uh, My least favourite is going to be Blue Monday, only because it's the weakest song of the lot. Uh, it's not my new carryover chump, though. Sugar Ray remains that.
0: Mm. Yes. Um, that's, a, that's a double from me there, Adam. My favourite right. and new champ is hey, Run On nice. Moby. Uh, my least favourite is Blue Monday, but my chump, of course, remains Sugar Ray. And also, in continuing my tally of uh, most depressed, most horny, and most genius tracks, I'm going to give Moby's Run On the new genius thing. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The sample yeah, work okay is very that. complex. But, that, um, that gets my just, blessing. Yeah. yeah. But the... Most depressed and most horny tracks still remain Elliot Smith and Macy Gray, respectively. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I think
2: Macy Gray is is hornier than Orgy. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, no. She's a one feet. woman orgy. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing as you guys. Run
3: on is my new champ. Hey. Um Yeah, Orgy. I didn't like the Ramstein either though, but I'm keeping Every Morning as my chomp.
2: Wow, we're really in sync this mm, season,
3: David. Mm.
1: I mean, yeah, snaps, y'all. Uh, right. I'm going to go with Run On, and I am going to make it my champ. Uh, and I am going to go with Blue Monday, and I'm going to make it my chump. Oh, Yeah, I'm, la- I'm laying down that gauntlet. Yeah. You leave my beautiful Mark McGrath alone, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, until next week, on behalf of Mr. Nathan Harrison, Bye. Mr. Adam Bonshaw, off you to <laughs> Mr. Andrew McDonald.
0: Cheers. 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 My fun. name My
1: name is David James Young. Everything is good for you.
0: Come with me.
2: Off the floor of the Key
0: My hand
2: lies in the sand.
0: Let's get away.